You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff, and I've been challenged to not screw up the intro today. But you have not. So cheers to me. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. I'm joined in the studio by uh, quite a few lovely faces. Two of them I'm rather familiar oh, with. Um, that's not the lovely face. Uh, um. I'm just <laughs> I kid Ken, of course. Uh, but Ken and Neil, how are you guys today? Doing all right. Basked under the uh, glow of a ring light. And and Jeff's compliments, of course. Yeah. Anytime Jeff compliments us, it's great because it's uh, it's like a comet. It only comes every once in a while. 75 years. I've been... I've been, um, I've been uh, flashing in my abs very uh, subtly. Over the last couple of weeks, waiting for his compliment, but uh, hasn't come yet. Still waiting. <laughs> uh, Matt unfortunately isn't here. Um, if his you, gift is a day off. It is a day off. If you know anything about Matt, you know that he is the uh, epitome of uh, Fred Claus. Fred Claus is based on him, so Santa needed a little extra help this year. So Matt had to go help, and now he's he's taken a well needed rest from giving all the little boys and girls toys and and coal and everyone else in the world. Uh, hopefully, a nice gift. And he ate a lot of Oreos. Yes, too many. I must say, though, I am surprised to learn that Matt is not here because our fourth chair is occupied. Is it not, Neil? It is occupied, and thank you for that Segway, sponsored by Segway, which you can now buy at Segway.com. Uh, we have a very... <laughs> is it Segway.com? <laughs> I, maybe. I hope so. Uh, we have a very special guest with us uh, today. We're super excited to have him here. Uh, we were lucky enough to meet him at our uh, big event that we did with Trivial Warfare, uh, Something Something Birds, and uh, some other great folks uh, right before the pandemic um started and uh, we had that event in chicago for geek bowl and uh so nice to to have him here michael wells how you doing i'm doing excellent excited to be here uh long time fan and listener i've heard you guys since day one and uh couldn't be happier to, to play along with you guys today yeah thanks so much for being here it was day one i couldn't remember how long you've been listening so yeah thank you thank I, you for I, sticking with it yeah i think i might have heard you guys like right after your first release the timing was perfect and uh wow. listened to it ever since awesome and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, so I uh, live out here in Chicago. I'm in a little neighborhood called Logan Square. Uh, some people call it Hippie Village, but I love it. I'm a bit of a hippie myself. Um, I work for a healthcare consulting firm. Not super fun, but I try to get out and have as much fun as I can. Play music, uh, do some live shows, uh, go to trivia and lose. Sometimes we win, but just try to have a good time. Yeah, that's all it's about. It's all about having a good time. Now, you've listened to the show for 
I guess, almost seven years now. Um, what are maybe one or two things that always happen, whether we like them to or not, that you enjoy when you listen to it, you know, on, at home or on the, on the commute? You know, I love the banter. Uh, it always keeps me going. It keeps me engaged. And it always gives me time to uh, think of some of these answers in, the, in, in my head. I tried to play along. And uh, especially in the car, it's tough when you can't write some of these down. So yeah. you guys bantering back and forth always opens it up to give me a few extra minutes there. Oh, well, good. Good. that's our goal. That is our goal, yeah. And, and if you can't uh, press pause or you're driving or whatever, we hope uh, you can still have fun uh, like Michael did. But and, they... if, and if Michael was with us since like episode like one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. that means he was like one of 50 people. That's true. So you are you are the, really the cream of the crop. I, I was just thinking about I loved all the early episodes. You guys would read the uh, iTunes reviews. You'd pull oh, them yeah. up. Um, Matt was really excited about we were that. We so it was, desperate for that. Back <laughs> it was day. a blast. And we still are. Please feel free yeah. to review us on and we iTunes. we will read them. Yeah. yeah, we still need them. Yeah, we still need some iTunes reviews. Um, but, well, thank you for your review because you showing up here means that you like the show enough to come see us face-to-face. So. We appreciate it. Thanks Just for, for the record, me. gentlemen, I spent the last several minutes trying to get Segway.com to load, except I kept spelling it like the intransitive verb <laughs> and not the actual thing. So, uh, But that Segway.com does exist, and now okay. I'm mad because they make powered scooters. Oh, well, good. Uh, well, I wanted Mike, the stupid ones still. Michael and I are going to team up today, and what's our team name going to be? It's one that you use at uh, your weekly trivia? Yeah, so we go a little risque. Our name is going to be Intrusive Thoughts, spelled T-H-O-T-S, uh, like Intrusive the thoughts. young teen slang. All right. Uh, no cap. Why All right. Uh, well, Ken, you're going to partner with Jeff. Yeah, we're going to be Alan Thick, spelled with two C's. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, of course, we need a host. Uh, this is someone uh, who we had the pleasure of meeting during a Frasier episode uh, and some other uh, instances. Uh, a great guy. Uh, super excited to have him here from Almeida, California, the Bay Area. Mark Kim. How are you, Mark? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's great to be back. I was a guest on the baseball episode. And yeah, I got to contribute on the Frasier episode a bit, so I'm really happy to Sweet. be here. Yeah, thank you for those questions, and, and I remember you doing really well on the baseball episode. Um, and I'm guessing uh, I wasn't there for either of them. I don't think you were. Because Frasier yeah. and baseball, not my expertise. <laughs> and it's funny, because Frasier and baseball don't mix either. So, um, Mark, thank you for your dulcet tones here with your nice mic uh, for today. Hope the listeners are going to enjoy it uh, as they lay their heads down to sleep. Jeffrey, uh, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a PE teacher in the Bay Area at a small school in Oakland, California. And um, yeah, I've been teaching PE for like three, four years now. Uh, I got married last year, so I know what it's like to get married recently too. Congrats, by the way. And um, Congrats to you. Yeah, and uh, I um, yeah, just love trivia. Um, joined two bowling leagues, also in Alameda here recently. And um, kind of one of those people that just jumps hobbies a lot. So friends will always poke and prod like, oh, what hobby are you into now, dude? Uh, and usually it'll just be a revisiting of an old one. So been listening to you guys since, gosh, at least episode 100 something, maybe 50, between 50 to 100 in that range. Wow, that's awesome. So it's been a decent amount of time. I just never got to reach out and um, be a guest yet or a host awesome. yet. So, yeah. two, two real troopers today. Yeah, two OGs <laughs> here. And we hope that the next time that you get into unsanctioned surgery, you have a good time with that as your new hobby. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll need to uh, get the rules before we play. Yep. Um, so we're going to run the pacer while, uh, while uh, we get the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. 
At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream. So Neil, how many uh, push-ups were you able to do? I was able to do six and a half. Six and a half push-ups. Very good. Yeah, not Very bad. Good. All right. Uh, well, without further ado, we'll toss it back over to Mark. Uh, he's uh, just finishing up screaming at a kid for not wearing their short shorts, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be on our way. All right. Thanks so much. So, uh, Mike. Uh, quiz is actually based on something that Willem hosted last year. Uh, he hosted a great game that was themed around European countries. Uh, I basically adapted this into a, a game that's themed around Asian countries. So being Asian American myself, I do love to see Asian culture and knowledge grow in the trivia space. And the questions in this game may include information regarding East, Southeast, South, and Central Asian countries. Uh, okay. But some disclaimers are, uh, I may mispronounce certain terms since I'm not fluent in any Asian language, actually. <laughs> and um, some countries may have also not made it onto this quiz. So, um, yeah. And uh, don't worry too much. It's not like I'm asking for specific information about history of a country or something like that. Um, I'll reference a country or maybe not. And uh, yeah, that's basically how it's going to go. And I really wanted to shout out to Willem and Louis for playtesting this quiz today. Uh, thank you so much to both of you. Thanks, gentlemen. Yes, thank you to all of our playtesters. And I don't think you need to apologize for not being fluent in, yeah, we're in all literally just... hundreds, if not thousands of languages. <laughs> yeah, we're all just doing our best here. Um, but it has been noted and points will be taken off of your score. <laughs> I'm barely fluent in English, so. Excellent. <laughs> None of, I, I think all of us are barely uh, fluent, yeah. All right, but uh, if, if if that's all for now, um, yeah, let's start with the first round and the first question. So, number one, Hong Kong. Jackie Chan is one of the most revered actors originally from Hong Kong. His career began in 1962 and spanned several decades. Most recently, Jackie voiced a character in an animated film about four totally tubular brothers. Name that character. Uh, Jeff, I think we can lock in on this one. Yeah, when it comes to four totally tubular brothers, I think uh, we're pretty well-versed. Did you see the new Mutant Mayhem movie? I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I'm quite familiar with the lore of the pizza. Yeah, of course. So who do you, who do you uh, want to lock in with? I think we got to go Master Splinter. I think you're right. We're going to lock in with Master Splinter. Yep, we said Splinter as well. All right, great. Master Splinter's correct. He voiced Master Splinter in the recent film. I thought it was great. Highly recommend anyone see it. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, it was good that they got the the vibe of real teenagers uh, improving, you know, on camera and stuff like that. Well, not on camera, but audio wise. But you um, know what I mean. No, there's a there's a turtles comic out that's called The Last Ronin, and it's uh, one of the turtles surviving the other three brothers and take taking like revenge on who killed the brothers. Which one of us in the Triviality crew would be the last survivor taking revenge? What's the threat? We don't know. Oh, we don't know. We I, well, out. if if it's revenge, you like revenge stuff, so you probably be the one to, to avenge everyone. Okay. You you yeah. do seem the most likely to avenge. Now, if I if there were a plan to take out three brothers, I would like to devise that plan. I was going to say Neil's the one who orchestrated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called triviality endgame. <laughs> That's a different kind of avenger. All right, number two, South Korea. New Jeans is a K-pop group consisting of five members. They recently released their second EP, Get Up, which features a collaboration with which cartoon series? This series' main characters are made up of sugar, spice, and everything nice. So what are you thinking on this one, Michael? I'm not too sure I have an idea. 
Uh, I think with the sugar, spice, and everything nice clue, we've got to go with the classic uh, Powerpuff Girls. Blossom, Bubbles, Buttercup. Uh, I think that is the formula for little crime-fighting girls. That sounds one better than the last. Yeah, I like that answer. What did we say, Jeff? Um, Bubbles. Yeah, we said Powerpuff Girls. And that's correct. It's Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, they collaborated recently. Um, I think what's interesting is I think the members, some of them are born before the Powerpuff after the Powerpuff Girls were invented, mm. so I, I believe that I remember <laughs> when like the Powerpuff that. Girls and Dexter's Lab were like, and Gendy Tartavowski was like everywhere in the mid late nineties. So speaking of cartoons, uh, I was at a sneaker store and they had a Nickelodeon branded um, shoe for Fila, so it had a Rocco's Modern Life shoe and a heifer. Uh, it was really sweet. I don't know. I don't know if I'd wear them or get them, but so much dirtier than we. Remember. It was awesome. It's, it's very great. dirty. I rewatched it recently. It's awesome. All right. Number three, Myanmar. So in February of 2021, a PE instructor was live streaming a workout video for her students, sheltering in place at home. What historical event was captured in the background during this live stream? All right. I had an idea on this one. Um, Jeff thinks the event in question happened earlier. I actually felt that it happened later, but I think most things happened more recently than they did. (laughs) So uh, we're going to lock in. Yeah, Neil, I'm struggling on this one. I was thinking about, I know that there was a big uh, meteor that went over in Russia Mm -hmm. in that time. Could be something like that if they're in shelter in place. Um, I know that same time, I think that was when uh, Trump went over to meet Kim Jong-un. So could be something like that in that region, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's, yeah, those are great ideas. Um, uh, I kind of like the idea of like a meteor, maybe like going right past your apartment or something. Which yeah. one? Which one do you feel the strongest let's, about? Let's go with the meteor. I feel like that might be the right time frame. Okay, we'll lock in with that. It's a good guess. Um, we know that there was a coup d'état a few years back, and uh, in just, Myanmar, yeah, yeah, we just put coup d'état. We couldn't be more specific. Yeah, yeah, military coup is what I put down as the answer, actually. So, military coup is what happened. She's it's a it's a crazy clip. She's literally working out. And, you know, P teacher, I got to put a P teacher question in. And you see these trucks going behind her into the Capitol. And you're just like, oh, I do remember now that you said that doing going into the Capitol. Hmm. I do remember that. And when uh, Neil uh, rips off his shirt to reveal if he has a back tattoo or not, it's called a coup d'etat. A coup d'etat. Yeah. And that's when the, the feed cuts out, though. You don't actually see. Yeah. All right. Number four. Although Timor Leste is in close proximity to the primarily Muslim nation of Indonesia, what is the most common religion in Timor Leste? East Timor, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another name for it, I believe. We're going to lock in with a guest over here, guys. Okay. I, my first impression, Jeff, is Buddhism. And see, I was thinking that potentially it was maybe Christian. Uh, I know there was a lot of missionaries uh, floating around in Southeast Asia. That's true. Um, and almost everywhere. Yeah, it wouldn't be weird for it to be Christianity. And I don't, th- when I think of that country, it's a smaller island nation. Uh, Buddhism doesn't just pop into my mind. Okay. So if we're not going like, to go with like something kind of traditional, uh, I would like to guess Christian. Okay. Christianity. So, like a lot of um, married couples on sitcoms, we knew there was a lot of missionaries um, with Christianity coming through, uh, possibly. <laughs> but. Um, but we thought Buddhism. We thought that maybe um, that there was a little subsect of Buddhism. I don't know why the name made us think that, but that's what we liked it with. All right. So the answer is actually Roman Catholic. Um, oh, I would have wow. taken Catholic too, but I'm wondering if we maybe give 
partial points for Christianity. Uh, up to it's co- okay. up to you guys, yeah. It's okay. They are not forgiven. <laughs> so Catholicism, it's been a strong is yeah. Christianity, but I understand the not giving. It's points. too broad. But Christianity yes. isn't just Catholicism. Correct. Correct. I think if it was Protestant Christianity, I would have stated like Protestant Christianity versus Catholic Understood. Christianity. But yeah. but if you people at home want to take points, you know, you can have a guilty conscience. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Point shaming our listeners. <laughs> Number five, Philippines. Which boxer faced off against Floyd Mayweather in 2015 and later became a senator of the Philippines, his home country? We can lock in, Ken. You and I have the same answer written down. Yeah, very good boxer, very bad person. Yeah, it looks like we wrote down the same thing, um, Michael. We wrote down Manny Pacquiao. Yep. Got to be Manny Pacquiao. All right. We're locking with that. Yep, that's what we said. That's correct, Manny Pacquiao. Yep. Uh, So like a uh, Floyd Mayweather fight, there was a lot of ducking and uh, running around. And it looks like the scores are going to be 30 for intrusive thoughts and 40 for Alan Thicke. So we are very, very close uh, in this match. A lot of jabs, but let's see where the knockout comes later on. I didn't hear that second C in your pronunciation. (laughs) Yeah, definitely less violent than a Bloodsport episode, I got to (laughs) say. All right. Number six, Laos. Khan Sufanusenphone is a character of Laotian descent and member of the Nine Rivers Country Club in what animated series that premiered in 1997? Michael, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm racking my brain. I'm thinking about late 90s animated cartoons. I'm thinking it's got to be zany. I was thinking something like an Animaniacs, but 97 might be too late for that. Oh, yeah, and I think Daria probably came out earlier too, right? Yeah, well, and spinoff of Beavis and Butthead, so it would would be that era, though, but maybe a little earlier. I mean, if you if you want to go Animaniacs, we can try it. Let's let's try it. I've got nothing better. All right, we'll lock in. Yeah. So at first, this was a complete blank, and then I kind of remembered that there's a character named Khan in King of the Hill. So we said King oh. of the Hill, and King of the Hill is correct. A Mike Judge related though. The, yeah. The Daria there. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I always forget about King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend. What? Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> All right. Number seven, Macau. Macau has three different written languages on most signage throughout the small nation. Name each written language for three points each. One bonus point for naming all three. So me and uh, Jeff had the same thought, so we're going to go ahead and lock in. We had the same thought. Thought. Uh, so I think we both at the same time wrote down English. I know there's a lot of gamblers, a lot of casinos in Macau. I think uh, Scorsese did a uh, commercial in Macau with Brad Pitt and um, De Niro and some other people. So English for sure. And then we were kind of talking, uh, you wrote down Mandarin, I wrote down Cantonese. Is it just Chinese as a collective or do you think it's both separately? You know, I feel like it's probably a one singular as a collective, but I uh, couldn't think of what the third would be. Uh, Macau... Um, I mean, maybe French? Yeah. Let's go with it. Okay. All right. We're going to say French, Chinese, and English. Well, good guesses. that is a really good thought. Um, so, because um, they were settled by a, a colonial power. Um, so, we said English, just figuring that that's kind of the de facto language of everywhere. We said Chinese, and we said Cantonese, but I think they were onto something, and it might be 
Portuguese because the Portuguese did control Macau for a long time. But Well, are you going to get your cow back? I don't know if I'm going to get my cow back. We're going to find out. All right. So, yeah, the three languages are actually the written languages. Let me specify are Chinese, English and Portuguese. So Macau mm. was a Portuguese port for, I believe, over 100 years in terms of occupation. Yeah, while Hong Kong was controlled by Great Britain. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. That was a great insight by you guys. Just uh, just a couple countries off. Yeah, we'll take six points. Yeah. It's not bad. All right. Number eight, Japan. The Nissan GTR is the latest iteration of a specific model of sports car that was originally not produced for the United States. What is the original name of this sports car? Reluctant. It comes from a word often used to describe the outline of buildings when viewing a city. Are you locked in, Jeff? Give me a car question for Japan. Come on, man. Just take it right away from me. I wanted this to be about the Nissan Sunny, but... Are you locked in? We are. All right, so Michael and I used to originally, um, you know, take VCRs off the back of trucks, and then we we, we were stealing CD players and and other things, then we started getting into the heist game. Uh, and getting really fast and the furious. And so I know you used to drive one of these, Michael. Yes, uh, indeed, I did drive a Nissan Skyline. Yeah, uh, as much as I wish I owned an original right-hand drive R32, uh, I do not, uh, but we said the Nissan Skyline. Correct, Nissan Skyline. 32 is my favorite as well. Great choice. A man of distinction and taste. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number means nine. means nothing to you, Kevin. Just, and just like that, the Japan question's gone. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, Tibet. This question is a shout-out to one of my closest friends, who is of Tibetan descent. Although my friend's name is Karma, which is a pretty common Tibetan name, what is the most common Tibetan name worldwide in which the Dalai Lama can claim as his own, as well as the youngest child of Ang, the last airbender? Now, in trivia, you often hear, uh, you know, the most common name in the Arab world, uh, Muhammad, but um, I've never heard this for um, people who are Tibetan, so I, I have no idea. We, we'll just go with uh, Dali, like Dalai Lama. That's. <laughs> I was going to say, it's either got to be like Dali or Lama or like Lame, Lamo, I don't know. You want to go Dali? Yeah, let's go with Dali. All right, we'll say Dali. I believe the Dalai Lama is a, is like a title. Yeah. There's been many Dalai Lamas. We're... Lamai. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just going to hedge our bet here and say it's Ang. All right. So no points. Uh, it's actually Tenzin. So Tenzin mm. is a very oh. common and most common uh, name. And yeah, Dalai Lama is a title. So his original name or first name is Tenzin. Um, yeah, I grew up in an area with a lot of Tenzins. So shout out to all the Tenzins. It's pretty sweet. T-E-N-Z-E-N? T-E-N-Z-I-N. Oh, I-N. Okay. <laughs> Question number 10. Indonesia. In the HBO series The Last of Us, the outbreak of cordyceps is shown to have taken place originally in Jakarta, Indonesia. This differs from the video game's original outbreak origin. Which continent did the video game's cordyceps outbreak originate in? Uh, you know, I'm thinking it might be uh, a little bit of game theory here. I'm, I'm thinking it could be North America. Um, I know that there was something to do with uh, the wheat and the farms, and I know that there's a lot of corn grown in the midwest uh maybe it could just be the u.s and we'll say north america all right we're gonna say south america where the the real uh 
you know, zombie cordyceps fungus lives. Mm. Yeah, the correct answer is South America. Wow. The Last of Us is based in Texas, so I think that's why it hits Texas before it hits other parts of the U.S. in the video game, and I think even the show, but the show's, I don't know why they changed it, but they did. After 10 questions in the first round, uh, Team Alan Thick taking a pretty commanding lead here, picking up 36 in the second half, bringing their total to 76 total. I'm going to say total twice. And then uh, speaking of the total gym, our second sponsor, along with Segway, uh, the total amount of points for intrusive thoughts is going to be 46 because we only picked up 16 in the first half, and I'm very sorry to let you down, Michael. You know what? That's why they call it a comeback, Neil. Well, uh, speaking of uh, some points and uh, getting our scores up, uh, we've been getting our patrons up, which has been great. Uh, we've had so many new patrons. We're so thankful for all of you joining us and uh, supporting the show. Uh, if you'd like to to join all of our patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And what are some of the things that patrons can enjoy, Jeff? Neil, we have so many awesome perks on Patreon. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get early access to episodes that are ad-free. $5 a month gets you, uh, I don't know, extra bonus content. Tons, and, tons of stuff. And it just goes up and up from there in splendor and gratitude from us. So um, if you would like to support our show and would consider doing so monetarily, you can find it at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Yes, and uh, if you are a patron too, you don't have to to be around forever. You can come and go. You can come for a couple months, leave if you need to. If you have the means, we'd love for you to join us on Patreon. And uh, we just uh, are going to try and continue building that because it is the lifeblood of our show. It allows us to do this and uh, allow to bribe people like Michael to come into the studio and hang out with us and be our friend. Uh, But uh, thank you so much, all of our patrons. Uh, And also, I just want to have a big thank you too. We didn't get a chance to do it yet, but thank you to everyone who came to our Triviality Live event at G-Man Tavern. We had a blast. It was so nice getting a chance to meet all of you and uh, to play a full trivia game. There were some prizes. We had a really great time. So hopefully we can do that again. And thank you to Jill Hopkins. A huge thank you to her for uh, helping us set up that entire event. So thank you very much. And hopefully you enjoyed uh, Ken's show on the Friday before for Rocket Miner. Yeah, thank you. All right, Mark, uh, what do you have in store for us for the swing round? All right. So for the swing round, we uh, I thought I'd uh, include a, question, a bunch of questions about the Indian Premier League, which is India's professional cricket league consisting of 10 teams. So for each team, I'll essentially be giving you a part of its full name, but omitting one of the words in its name by saying blank. Each name will also have a hint to describe the blank that I mentioned. Okay. All right. Number one, Chennai blank Kings. Also the adjective in the title for a water gun brand, super popular in the 90s. Number two, Delhi Blanks. Also the name of an East Coast NHL hockey team. Number three, Gujarat Blanks. Also the name of the pre-Olympian gods and an AFC South NFL team. Number four, Kolkata Blanks. Also the name of an 80s TV show. I'm going to read number four one more time because there's two words. Number four, Kolkata blank blanks. Also the name of an 80s TV show. Miami Vices? Number five. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, Lucknow Super blanks. Also the name of an NFL and MLB team. Number six. Blank Indians, previously known as Bombay until 1995 and the most populated city in India. Number seven, Punjab Blanks, 
Interestingly enough, this team shares their name with another IPL team and a West Coast NHL team, hockey team. Number eight, Rajasthan Blanks. Also the name of a Major League Baseball team that plays at the only stadium with equidistant left and right field walls. Number nine, Royal Blanks Bangalore. Also the name of a Dodge muscle car. Yes, another car question. <laughs> Number 10, Blank Risers Hyderabad. Also a Western Conference NBA team and a celestial body. We have our questions. Uh, we'll consider these and we'll be back after these messages. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We have delved deep into our Indian cricket knowledge uh, and pulled these answers out. So let's get the uh, questions one more time from Mark and see how we did. All right. So number one, the Chennai blank kings, also the adjective in the title for a water gun brand popular in the 90s. So we uh, went with Super. We, we did the same. And Super's correct. The full name is Chennai Super Kings. And yeah, Super Soakers, super popular in the 90s. So we don't know if Neil has a back tattoo or not, but I can confirm I do have a Super Soaker tattoo on my ribs. You do. That is true. That's so cool. Classic. Uh, I don't know if right? cool is the word <laughs> Super <for> Soaker <laughs> 50 or whatever it was yeah, called. Yeah, it's a Super, super what tattoo, yes. Yeah. All right, number two. The Delhi Blinks, also the name of an East Coast NHL team. Uh, we went with the Capitals. Yeah, thanks to Michael uh, reminding me that Delhi was the capital. We said Capitals. Correct. Yeah, it's the Delhi Capitals. And correct, yeah, they're the, it's the capital of India, New Delhi. So great poll there. Number three, we got the Gujarat Blinks, also the name of the pre-Olympian gods and an AFC South NFL team. Uh, we said the Titans. We also said the Titans. Correct. The Gujarat Titans. It's a sweet name. All right. Number four, we have the Kolkata Blank Blanks, also the name of an 80s TV show. 
This one was tough. Uh, a lot of 80s TV shows to choose from, but we went with The Night Riders. Yep, uh, we thought a lot of these had alliterative names, and a two-named 80s TV show was Night Riders, so we said Night Riders. Correct. They are the Kolkata Night Riders. Yeah, the spelled. Kolkata Night Riders. Oh, yeah. They're actually coached by David Hasselhoff. I'm, right. I'm shocked that Night Riders is correct. <laughs> yeah, when we I'm, forgot that it's spelled like Knight Rider. Same, same. I always think of it as an N only. And uh, yeah, yeah I was, when I saw this name, I was like, this has to be one of the best names of this whole league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five, uh, the Lucknow Super Blanks. Also the name of an NFL and MLB team. Uh, we said the Cardinals. Uh, we went with uh, a little more of an aggressive animal here. We said the Lions. All right. Unfortunately, no points. Uh, the Lucknow Super Giants. So the Cardinals, um, actually, Neil and Michael pulled earlier that the Cardinals are a very American or North American bird. And then, unfortunately, I also had to, <laughs> I, had to I couldn't stop Neil and Michael uh detroit's baseball team are the yeah. tigers yeah oh i know i don't yeah. know why we were saying lion i just realized that too now we were Ken, messing up i knew there was one more oh i said giants you said there's the cards and there's nothing else and so we stopped i said giants and you just went but it went past all right number six the blank indians previously known as bombay until 1995 and the most populated city in india we said mumbai we also said Mumbai. And Mumbai is correct. Mumbai Indians. And I should have put the number of people in Mumbai. I definitely looked it up. So that would have been cool to know. <laughs> lots. Lots of I was going to say, that would be like having a, a team called the Americans. But let's be honest. There's the Texans, Patriots. We, we do it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number seven, the Punjab Blanks. Interestingly enough, this team shares their name with another IPL team and a West Coast NHL team. Well, we think there's the Super Kings and then there's just the regular Kings. So we said Kings. We had a similar line of logic there. Uh, thought it was simple and we went with the Kings. Correct. It's the Punjab Kings. I don't remember which one is newer or younger, but one is not super. And it's kind of unfortunate. I feel a little bad for I, them. I couldn't imagine that you would like the Super Kings alone would not be enough. You need a team that says the Kings to have a Super King, sure. I would think. To compare, yeah. Otherwise, that would that would just be the King. Number eight, the Rajasthan Blanks. Also the name of an MLB team that plays at the only stadium with equidistant left and right field walls. Uh, we liked a little bit of alliteration on this one, so we said the Rajasthan Reds. We also liked the alliteration, and I knew from doing some research on a separate thing that uh, this stadium is kind of weird. I didn't remember it exactly, but when you said it, it clicked. We said the Royals. And the Royals is correct. Kauffman Stadium is the only stadium in baseball that has equidistant left and right field walls for some reason. Yeah, It's it just weird does. by being the only one with like a, a sensible layout. <laughs> <laughs> Not a giant wall. Freaking American baseball. Random metal signage to run into, you know. Like a, like a real tennis court. <laughs> All right. Number nine, the Royal Blanks Bangalore. Also the name of a Dodge muscle car. So uh, we were torn between the Charger, the Challenger, and the Hornet, you said? Yeah, that's an older slash newer one. We thought Charger had the best ring to it, the Royal Charger. Uh, we were similarly thinking we went with the Challenger. 
All right. The correct answer is actually Royal Challengers Bangalore. Nice. So, very interesting name to put subject in the middle there, but yeah. All right. And last but not least, number 10, uh, the Blank Risers Hyderabad, also a Western Conference NBA team and Celestial Body. Big yellow one's the sun. So we said the sun. We agree. Correct. Sunrisers Hyderabad. The swing round is over, and it wasn't as big of a swing as Team Intrusive Thoughts would have hoped, but Intrusive Thoughts going to be picking up 45 points, bringing their total to 91, and Team Allen Thick with two Cs going to be picking up 35 points, bringing their total to 111. Is that how Allen Thick did it? Is that how Team Allen Thick's doing? <laughs> They're doing pretty good. Now, speaking of India, uh, Michael, you told us uh, during the break that you went to India. I did. I had the pleasure of going for a work trip, uh, was out there for about a week and uh, stayed in Bangalore, India. Beautiful, beautiful city. Really, really cool people. Great food. Uh, I was convinced I contracted malaria. No reason, just I thought I was going to die. But we, we made it over that hump and yeah. And it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Would recommend. Any highlights or uh, things if you go back you, uh, you want to see next time? You know, I think the highlight for me was the street food. Uh, just incredible what you can get for, uh, you know, the change in your pocket. Filling, delicious, would recommend it. Well, Mark, uh, speaking of delicious, would recommend it. This game so far has been delicious. Uh, what do we have in store for round two? All right. So round two also has 10 questions, and we'll be diving into more countries, South Asian, Central Asian, um, including, um, yeah, some interesting ones that I think y'all will really like so number one come on tajikistan <laughs> that is amazing that you're saying that because number one tajikistan in tajikistan's capital dushan bay there is a majestic park in the middle of the city with statues and beautiful architecture in this park there's a large stru structure that was first erected in 2011 and at the time was the tallest in the world it has since been surpassed by three others in the world what kind of structure is this? I mean, I didn't really want a Tajikistan question, Ken. That's what you get. You get what you asked for. <laughs> I think we're ready to lock in. Okay. These guys are locked in. They get either a water tower or maybe a radio tower or something like that. Radio towers are suspiciously tall. Um, I wouldn't mind a radio tower being the answer here. Okay. Good place to put it right in the capital. A lot of good uh, radio towers in Japan. There are. Uh, we'll say radio tower. How about a radio shack? The world's tallest radio shack. Uh, this Three is all radio shacks stacked <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> this is all, all you, Michael. Uh, what, a, what a great idea. Yeah, I, you know, we went a little out there. I could have sworn I've seen a thing that was like a never-ending staircase. Uh, so we went with like an art installation of a, of a staircase as the structure. All right. So actually no points here. The correct answer is flagpole. This is a flagpole. Oh. Yeah. So Tajikistan has the fourth largest in the world now. Um Started in 2011, and then three years later, Saudi Arabia builds one in 2014. Then Cairo builds one in 2021, and St. Petersburg builds one in 2023. Um, Just crushing the national pride of Tajikistan. Absolutely so <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm surprised that America hasn't built yeah, one know, to be I'm the biggest, pissed. but we know the, how local government works, and there's probably no one approving the largest flight pole in the world. So It's true. Standing at the base of it was probably one of the most interesting experiences for me when it comes to like a building in my life so did you climb it like you make your students climb rope 
um, you know, um, you know, this is an Asian themed quiz. I was considering a Mulan kind of move and I didn't have the medallions with me. So unfortunately couldn't. He did not get down to business. He's more of a flagpole sitter, if you will. Sure. <laughs> All right. Number two, Sri Lanka. What was Sri Lanka's previous English name? This name is also a type of tea that's produced in Sri Lanka. We are going to lock in with a guest over here. All right, these guys are locked in. So uh, what about uh, Assam or Darjeeling? Darjeeling, I always thought, was more northern India. Okay. And Sri Lanka is it, kind of off the south coast. I know Assam is like a kind of black tea. I don't mind that as an answer. Um, I can't say I know it offhand, so we can lock that in. Okay. Yeah, we we um, we had a Darjeeling. Uh, limited time on the the answer sheets here, um, but um, I I wrote down oolong. Uh, I know that's a, a T. So we just kind of flipped a coin. We said oolong. All right, no points here. The correct answer is actually Ceylon. C e y l o n. Oh, I kind of knew that somewhere. Yeah, that was buried in the back of my brain. All right, and number three. North Korea. Born to parents who are originally from North Korea, which popular Asian American chef, restaurateur, and author hosts the Netflix show Ugly Delicious? So is that uh, one of David Chang's jams? I don't know. I, I like David Chang because he always says things are delicious. He never says it's good. He says it's delicious. Hmm. But he's uh, he's pretty popular, so celebrity chef. So let's go with David Chang. Okay. We agree. Um, he has a, a big popular restaurant in New York uh, called Momofuku uh, for noodles. We said David Chang. And points for both teams. Dave Chang is correct. Dave, David Chang, yeah. And didn't he win uh, Celebrity Millionaire or something? Oh, that I don't know, actually. That, that could be a good factoid. I think he did. All right. Number four, Maldives. The Maldives is an archipelagic I keep messing up the pronunciation of that country, situated southeast of India and Sri Lanka. The Maldives is known for also being an incredible tourist destination for swimming with what large, tiny-toothed species of shark? Yeah, uh, so we went with the whale shark. Uh, I was recently in Mexico, and my girlfriend could not stand until she swam with the whale shark, so figured they might have small little teeth, and we went with the whale shark. Yep, in uh, Osaka, I believe, we went to the aquarium and checked out the majestic whale shark. Yeah, right? they have three in the world's largest indoor tank. Yeah, it was pretty uh, wild. It's crazy. Uh, they looked like you could swim with them without dying. They were dying. tiny, though. There, there were people swimming in there, mostly cleaning up their poop. Yeah, but. so we said whale shark. And whale sharks, correct. So points for both teams. Yeah, uh, there's actually a great place to see whale sharks in the U.S., Georgia Aquarium in Atlanta. So... If you ever want to see whale sharks here in the U.S., that's the place to be. I've been twice for some reason, even though I live here in California. <laughs> I heard that one's really good. And I know uh, for patrons, if you want to visit and swim some other sharks, um, there's one in Los Angeles where you can swim with Barbara Corcoran, Mark Cuban, and Mr. Wonderful <laughs> as well. And they, they don't bite, but they do have tiny teeth. All right. Number five, Bhutan. Bhutan is a small country situated in the eastern Himalayas. In my opinion, it has one of the best flags ever created for a nation, featuring a white dragon on a diagonally split yellow and orange background. Bhutan also locally translates to, and I'm going to butcher this, Druk Yul, which can mean land of the blank dragon. Fill in the blank. Also, 
as a hint. It's the name of a move that Pikachu can use in the Pokemon series. All right, so they're locked in over here. Um, so Land of the Blank Dragon. I don't know much about Pikachu's moves or anything like that. Yeah, me me either. I know he has got some sparks flying to him, so we thought maybe lightning. Yeah, the lightning dragon sounds pretty cool. Uh, I know Thunderbolt is one of his famous moves, but... Uh, lightning dragon sounds cool. That sounds really cool. And it was my wrestling name. Hmm. Unfortunately, no points here, and um, it was Thunder, uh, Land of a oh, thunder, dragon. thunder Dragon. So, mm. yeah. Actually, Thunder Dragon sent me a cease and desist, and that's why I had to quit. So, <laughs> That's when you spun back up as Lightning. Mm-hmm. Well, Thunder Dragon, I think he, he got uh, disqualified or disbanded for his, uh, his role in adult films. But speaking of adult <laughs> films, uh, we're a bunch of adults here playing trivia. It's not being recorded. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Uh, after the first half of the second round, uh, intrusive thoughts, uh, picking up 20, just like Neil's having some intrusive thoughts. I am. Every time I see thoughts, that's all I'm thinking of. It's because um, he's too busy thinking about Alan Theak. Alan Theak, that's right. Um, oh my God, Becky, she has such a big Bhutan. Um, so 91 to 111 for intrusive thoughts. We picked up 20. Uh, Alan Thick also picking up 20, bringing them to 131. So the gap is closing. And it's not the stores, everyone, because it is a sponsor today. You can go get your (laughs) acid wash jeans at the Gap. Fall into it. All right. Number six, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is often mentioned in trivia due to it being the largest landlocked country in the world. But this question isn't going to ask about that. Kazakhstan is a bilingual country that officially has two spoken languages. What are those languages? Five points per language. All right, we both wrote down a language. We said, very nice, and we locked in. Okay. So I would say English would be one of them. It could be. But I'm trying to think of what the other one might be. Are you snacking right now? I'm snacking right now. Okay. I'm just going to get caught. Kazakh? I was thinking I'm Kazakh. Not, I'm, not, I'm not cutting it. People can just enjoy me eating my Twix. Um, <laughs> Your Twix. <laughs> Twix. Right. Sound like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in, uh, in Men in Black. Sugar. <laughs> Kazakh, maybe they were a part of the Soviet Union, so it wouldn't be surprising to me if like Russian was also an official language, but I think Kazakh for sure. Kazakh in English? Sure. Let's do it. All right. um, I wrote down Russian. Michael, you wrote down... Romanian. Yeah. So that's what we locked in with. All right. Five points for both teams. It's actually Kazakh and Russian. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Kazakhstan was part of the USSR, um, then freed by David Hasselhoff, of course. Um, And... (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to read up on it because I, I know in Borat, when he greets people, I think he says Yakshimash, which I thought was Polish, but maybe it's also something else, or he's just because he's improving and he's not really. It's a mess. It's a mess. That's what I'm thinking. It's probably culture. just a, a mess up. Yeah. I do wonder if I'm our... just going to say yeah. that if you're. Borat, not accurate. I was yeah. going yeah. to like, <laughs> say that. Too. Maybe not the film to base your, your <laughs> cultural knowledge on. The documentary? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Number seven. China. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one of my favorite films of all time. In one of its iconic fight scenes, a special sword is used by Zhang Ziyi's character and can even slice through a thick iron rod type weapon. This weapon has a color in its name, with the full name of the weapon being the Blank Destiny. What color is this? We're locked in. I think it's Green Destiny. That sounds right. If you're okay with that. Let's go with it. All right, we'll lock in Green Destiny. Neil is correct. 
All right, correct. It is the Green Destiny. If you're going to have an Ang Lee movie night, you should watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and... Brokeback Mountain. Lust Caution. Oh, Lust Caution. <laughs> Very erotic. I thought you were going to say Lust Caution. Isn't that Wong Kar Wai, Lust Caution? No. no. What Ang- about Ang Lee? What about The Wedding Banquet? That's a uh, deep cut Ang Lee movie. I definitely thought you were going watch to Watch any of these fantastic Ang Lee movies. Just no. don't watch The Hulk. Not, sorry, you can watch The Hulk. Don't watch Hulk. And don't watch Billy Flynn's 60 foot walks in 70 <laughs> so seconds or whatever Ang Lee it's called. movie night uh, going to be Hulk and Life of Pi. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number eight, I'm actually not going to mention the country for this um, question because it is the I answer. wonder why. <laughs> Number eight, this question is for all my vexillologists out there. So which country shares similarities to Japan's flag, including the red-colored rising sun? The primary difference being that this flag has a green background instead of a white one like Japan's flag does. I don't know why. My gut is saying that it's like Indonesia- I like or that. Or somewhere in that. I think they do have a green flag. Area. So I think we should just go with it. Yeah. We're going to say Indonesia. That makes me feel better because we just wrote down Indonesia and Thailand, having no idea. Um, but we, we went the other way. We just said Thailand. All right. No points. It's actually a Bangladesh's flag. Oh. Yeah. Damn. And I had originally written in the question that it's in the center, and it's actually offset. And Willem taught me that. So thanks, Willem. Nice. Yeah, that makes total sense now. And the green uh, ties in because a lot of um, countries where Islam is the primary religion have green in the flag. Oh. Are you saying that the, the sun or the circle is offset? Barely. Like very, very slight. Wow. Just to get to <laughs> the guy who designed it or, or the woman who designed it just said, I really hate my, ex, my ex-partner who was uh, had OCD, so now they're going to deal with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just to upset me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number nine, Malaysia. Which tropical and notoriously stinky fruit is known for being excellent in Malaysia and has variants including the Musang King, Red Prawn, and Golden Phoenix? Ken, I recently watched an Instagram reel of a guy eating one of these while his dog cried in the background. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I'd like to try one of these one day, actually. If somebody has a hookup in Chicago for this fruit, let me know because I'd like to try it. So originally I thought dragon fruit. I know that that's uh, a popular fruit there. But then as we were talking about it in my head, it rang durian. I think something about durians are very smelly when you open them. And I think they've got all those different colors. So I think we could lock in with durian. Cool. I trust you. Uh, Yeah, we said durian as well. And points for both teams. It is durian. Uh, My wife and I got to go to Malaysia last year and... She's a big fan, but I, um, I'm i pretty neutral about durian. I thought I would like it neutral. or hate it. I was surprisingly <laughs> neutral um, about a fruit, yeah. Um, I feel like the durian might be the fruit where neutral is the most controversial opinion. Yeah, that, that might be true. <laughs> you might be the one guy. Uh, yeah, I think it's banned in some countries on public transport because it's so stinky. That's, That's what I've fair. heard, too. Hmm. All right. And the last question of the second round, number 10, uh, Singapore. Singapore is known for pioneering new and exciting ideas in the areas of architecture, tourism, and environmentalism. Singapore also pioneered one of the first night versions of what extremely popular international sport. This sport usually takes place during the day due to visibility and weather conditions. 
So they're uh, they're talking about sports that are normally played during the day. I mean, do you think we talked about it a little bit before? Do you think it could be golf? Well, and when they say extremely popular international sport, I mean my heart goes to soccer. Oh, that actually, yeah, soccer or football. Maybe they they have like a uh, light up ball or something. But but I feel like people play that at night already. So I you know I don't know. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard because if if it's a night. Uh, version is it something where they're playing like without lights mm-hmm. but i guess so yeah i mean it could be football um cosmic bowling cosmic bowling that's true laser tag could it be another sport we talked about today cricket oh so, uh, let's see might be hard to see the ball Got that night, cricket, i like either cricket, cricket or golf golf i realize they don't have floodlights or any sort of lights at all but other sports you seem to have nighttime stadiums I, you know, I'll defer to you on this one. All right, that's probably wrong, but we're going to say golf. Um, I'm really excited. This is one of my favorite things on the calendar during the year. Um, another uh, night event that's coming up will be in Vegas very shortly. Uh, I believe this is the F1 race that takes place at mm. Yas Marina Circuit. So we said Formula One. Correct. Formula One is the answer, and that event's officially called the Formula One Singapore Grand Prix. Regulation is over, and uh, the scores were basically the same going tit for tat, but that also means that the final scores are kind of the same, too. So there's still a separation here. Intrusive Thoughts only picking up 25 points in the second half, bringing Artol to 136, and Alan Thick with two Cs picking up 35 points, extending their lead to 166. So what are our final round categories, Mark? All right. Our final round categories are just country names. So number one will be Mongolia. Number two, Brunei. Number three, Vietnam. Number four, Uzbekistan. And number five, Taiwan. All right, all the bets are locked in. So uh, our team at Allen Thick is doing 25s all the way down. And uh, the other team actually playing it a little more conservatively, though they're behind. They're hoping uh, we hoist ourselves on our own petard. They're doing 20s all the way down. So we'll see what happens. Let's have the questions. All right, number one. Mongolia. Mongolia has a rich history of music, but I wanted to ask you a question about a modern musical group that comes from Mongolia. Although they're classified as a folk metal band, what makes the Who have a very distinct sound among other metal music? All right, number two, Brunei. Brunei is a small nation situated on the northern coast of Borneo, a landmass divided between Brunei, Malaysia, and Indonesia. Which U.S. state is relatively the same size as Brunei? This state's northernmost county, New Castle, is situated near a city with some historic bell? Number three, Vietnam. Vietnamese iced coffee is one of my favorite drinks. It is made by dripping hot water through coffee grounds into a cup that already contains what ingredient? Number four, Uzbekistan. Tennis is a very popular sport in Uzbekistan, a country that even has its own tennis federation. Modern tennis balls are made of vulcanized rubber and what other material? Number five, last but not least, Taiwan. Taiwan is known for a specific type of treat in the form of a cake. What fruit is known for being used to make these cakes? Fun fact, Taiwan is the third largest exporter of this fruit to the world. All right, we have our questions. We'll think about these, and we'll be right back after these messages. 
Hi, everyone. It's Jean Chatsky, host of the Her Money podcast. For seven years, my show has been changing the relationships women have with money because make no mistake, when it comes to money, women are different. We face challenges that men don't. Longer lifespans, caregiving, a gender pay gap that just won't quit. Oh, and the fact that the financial industry was built by men for men. We need information specifically for us presented without jargon in a judgment-free zone. And that's what the Her Money podcast is all about. Every week, we talk about earning more, spending smart, investing to build the life you want, and protecting yourself from disaster. Subscribe to Her Money with Jean Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Because when you own your money... You own your life. We now have our answers locked in, and Jeff was peeking at the other team's paper. He said, we have a chance. Yes, Michael, Michael caught that, too. He's a listener, and I see that Jeff just likes to see if he's won or not before we even announce the, the answers. Well, we'll see, because we don't know. We still don't know. We still don't. So let's get the questions one more time, and we'll see how we did. Number one, Mongolia. Mongolia has a rich history of music, but I wanted to ask you a question about a modern musical group that comes from Mongolia. Although they are classified as a folk metal band, what makes the Who's sound distinct among other metal music? Uh, we believe they do throat singing. Yeah, we were talking um, about a TikTok account called uh, Shan Rizwan. Uh, he goes up to people, if you've ever seen, he's like, what's your favorite song? What are you listening to right now, etc." And there's a guy, he gifted a trip to Mongolia to meet his favorite band, which was the the Who's, uh, on top of a statue. And uh, we knew there was, like, old instruments and Mongolian war cries, but uh, Michael also clued in on the fact that they use like, throat singing. So we said the same. Correct. Points for both teams. Um, overtone or throat singing. You could answer with either one. All right, number two, uh, Brunei. Brunei is a small nation situated on the northern coast of Borneo, a landmass divided between Brunei, Malaysia, and Indonesia. Which U.S. state is relatively the same size as Brunei? This state's northernmost county, New Castle, is situated near a city with some historic bell. Yeah, we uh, we thought that this might be Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia with uh, the historic Liberty Bell, moderately sized state. Um, yeah, that's that's where we, we went. Uh, and we went a slightly different direction. Um, we went with a state that is just outside of the, well, probably still within the Philadelphia metropolitan statistical area, but uh, a very tiny state. And we think Brunei is a very tiny country. And we said Delaware. All right. The correct answer is Delaware. Ooh. Number three, Vietnam. Vietnamese iced coffee is one of my favorite drinks. It's made by dripping hot water through coffee grounds into a cup that already contains what ingredient? Uh, this sounds delicious, what we put, uh, but would give me uh, some severe stomach pain. Uh, we said condensed milk. Yeah, we, uh, we knew condensed milk was one of the ingredients, so that's what we put. And points for both teams. Condensed milk is correct. Yeah, I heard condensed milk is even more um, intense for people that are lactose intolerant. <laughs> Number four, Uzbekistan. Tennis is a very popular sport in Uzbekistan, a country that even has its own tennis federation. Modern tennis balls are made of vulcanized rubber and what other material? 
Jeff insisted that we uh, say felt. What else was the little green well, stuff? I, I want to like felt is made of something. That's like saying shirt. Shirt could be you know, uh, you could made have a of felt material. Shirt. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a felt, felt shirt. I feel for like Christmas. felt is not not a fabric in itself, but it's made with a smaller. What, is, what else do you put on like the top material. of a pool table? That's uh, felt. All right, felt. We we did the same thought. We were like, maybe that's not specific enough, but couldn't think of a better name, so we said felt. And felt's the correct answer. Points for both teams. I'll take my apology. Now. I didn't think you were wrong. I just think that it's, it's surely made of something smaller. Apparently, uh, that's what my shirt hangers have on it is felt. Um, I was looking for felt shirts. What is it made of? What is it made of? <laughs> it's made from the lint. Is it polyester? Yeah, what atoms? Chemicals. I need a molecule here. All right, next question, please. There's probably carbon in there somewhere. Number five, Taiwan. Taiwan is known for a specific type of treat in the form of a cake. What fruit is known for being used to make these cakes? Fun fact, Taiwan is the third largest exporter of this fruit to the world. Before we answer this really quick, so felt can be made of animal fibers or vegetables, synthetic fibers. So it's usually all like a wool, of, a matted wool. Type all of, kinds of yeah. fiber. That's what I wanted to know, the type mm. of fiber. Uh, we said melon for the fruit. Oh, melon is is good. Uh, yeah, we didn't know. We were just kind of like maybe banana. So, yeah, we said banana. All right, no points here. It's actually the pineapple cake, pineapples. Oh, Taiwan is really into pineapples. And, yeah, you can Ooh. ask any person you know that might be Taiwanese or has been to Taiwan recently. They probably had a pineapple cake. The game is over. It looks like intrusive thoughts, unfortunately, stayed a little bit too inside their own minds, uh, only picking up. A uh, measly 20 points, unfortunately, uh, in the final, bringing their total to 156. At least it's positive. It is, it is in the positive. You're right. We are uh, we are over 102, which is nice. But Alan Thick with two Cs, picking up 75 points, bringing their total to 241 to be today's condensed cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Because mm. we're Alan Thick. That's right. Stop saying thick. <laughs> I don't like it. Nice, nice game, uh, both of you. Sorry, I could tell the first time I said it, it made you like unhappy. So I just <laughs> yeah, the first time, the first time you said it, um, it rolled right into something I couldn't cut. So it's all staying in now, which yeah. I'm upset about. Your your word thick, the way you say it, is the durian fruit of vocal it's phalanges. The same, it's the same way Paul Rudd says another thing. Snossages. That's right. Yeah. It's not <laughs> uh, well. Um, let's start with Mark. You put together such a nice, nice game, and you told us that it was inspired by uh, Willem's uh, game that he had last year. Uh, it was really nice to have you write this, and we know how much hard work goes into writing a game. So, um, first of all, thank you. But yeah, anyone you'd like to shout out or, or say hello to before we let you go? Uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me again. Got to shout out Willem. Got to shout out Louis uh, for playtesting. Uh, those two are incredible. I also want to shout out my trivia team. We play at the Public Market in Emeryville, which is next to Oakland. Uh, our current team name is the Second Guessers, I think. And we uh, continually, <laughs> perpetually, every quarter change our name. So I also want to shout out Dave, who's a big fan of this podcast, too. So, hey, Dave, how's it going? Hi, Dave. And What's up, Dave? Yeah, great um, Thanks, quiz Dave. master, too. Well, he's he's welcome on the show anytime. So thank you. We'll we'll see you uh, at the market uh, next week or the week after. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but Michael, um, thank you so much for coming into studio today. Uh, luckily, you live you know close by in Chicago here. But uh, who would you like to give a shout out to before we let you go today? 
Yeah. Well, I'll give a shout out to you guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. This has been uh, great. We didn't win, but we uh, fought valiantly. Uh, have to shout out to my girlfriend. Uh, she'll definitely be listening to this episode. Uh, and our little doggo, Clementine. She is a sweetheart, and uh, we hope that she stops being an ass. <laughs> and uh, you're talking about uh, the dog, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. And what's your girlfriend's name? Uh, Samantha. Samantha. Well, thank you, Samantha, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the game. Sorry I couldn't uh, help Michael get a win, but uh, it was so nice having him here. Yeah, and then just please make sure Clementine downloads it on her own podcast yes, feed to right. boost the numbers. Yeah, so. the uh, the doggy overcast or whatever, doggy cast. Um, the, the podcast. Michael, that's perfect. Podcast. You'd fit right in with us. Very nice. Now, speaking of podcasts, uh, Ken, we have a network. Yep, that's right. Airwave Media. You can find them at airwavemedia.com. And uh, calm down by listening to A Mindful Moment. Or maybe you want to learn some history of everything. Or you just want to go to bed. So sleep tight stories. Thanks, Ken. Thank you to Airwave Media. And thank you to Matt, who couldn't be here today. He's spreading cheer around the world. It is the end of the year, so we hope everyone has a very uh, happy and safe new year. Because uh, the next time you hear us, it will be a new millennium. Right, Jeff? No, that is not right. But uh, this is a trivia podcast. That's why you learn something here. The more you know. But thank you very much to Michael and Mark and Jeff and Ken. My name is Neil. And that was yet another, yet another episode of Triviality. Thank you.